welcome to the Let's Get Ready podcast. I'm Marissa Spagnoli, your host, and I'm so excited to introduce to you my guest today. She is the CEO and founder of the skincare brand, Indie Lee. Let's say hello to Indie Lee. Hey, I'm so excited. Oh my God, it's going to be so fun. Indie Lee actually specifically requested that we wear our satin feather pajamas and that we have a martini on deck because is it really get ready with me without the martini and the satin PJs? It's I don't not. think so. Well, it's let's not. cheers to you being on here. Cheers, sweetheart. So excited. To happiness and health. To happiness and health. Yeah. Cheers. And good skincare. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So let's get into the products that we're going to use today before we get into the um, interview. So what's your lineup looking like? So I already cleansed my face because Same. I thought that was going to be a little bit difficult to do going back and forth. Yes. Not that I wouldn't have figured it out, but <laughs> yeah. today, where is it? I just put it aside. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, mine's a little different. I, I mixed it up. I'm using the soothing cleanser today. Me too. This All is right, like my so new favorite. I, I love the rose scent on it, yeah. but it also, because during the winter, my skin gets really dry. And so I'm like, you know what? I need something a little bit more gentle because typically I'm a brightening cleanser gal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need something a little bit less. And so this one is perfect for sensitive skin. And it also has oat kernel extract in. So it's really soothing. Because think about it. When you have dehydrated or your skin is irritated, a lot of people take oat baths. Like, yeah. So that. And also has PHAs, which help to gently exfoliate any of that dry, dead skin cells. So that way your serums, your moisturizers, everything do a much better job. So I went ahead and washed my face with the soothing cleanser. And it's just like, smells like a beautiful, like bath of roses. My favorite thing about your products are the smells of them. I know there's no like added fragrance, but the, nope. it's just a spa in a bottle. And it's funny that you say that this kind of also exfoliates because I noticed, I'm like, I'm so soft after I use this. Not only like, am I hydrated and feeling like right. balanced, but I'm like, wow, I'm like super soft. So that makes sense. It is, it, that's what it's from. Are we toning with my, with my well, icon? We're going in. Let's, let's do this. She's, I, I'm telling you right now, this is probably a skincare item I'll use until I'm a hundred years old. Like I've found well, this I'm in halfway college. there, so me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you made it because it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's one of my favorite ones. And I, okay. I'm going to ask about COQ10 later, but I swear when I don't use this, I see a difference in my skin, like a negative difference in my I, skin. I'm the same way. This is an everyday, this is the one from my desk. Okay. So you can see it's She's not like I'm it. not using it often. So I have this on my desk. I have one obviously on my vanity, yeah. um, in my bathroom, but I use it during the day even to like give me a burst of hydration. Yes. It, I love it during the day. I always make jokes with my friend. Like I just spray it to make myself feel good. And I yeah. swear it works and it makes oh, your skin look good and too. This, again, the scent. So what I usually do is in the morning, okay. like I'll spray it. I spray, I do spray it on a cotton pad. So yeah, lately I've been doing that too. I just feel like, first of all, it's meant to be as a wipe off, like as a toner, it's supposed to be a wipe off toner. Oh, so you're supposed to like wipe it all over your face. I go down my neck, my chest, the whole thing all over the place. I, I did use it slightly beforehand because I just said that stuff with it. You can never have enough. No. And you know what I also do? <laughs> yes. Whoops. As I just drop it. I do the backs of my hands. Oh. Everything I do to my face, I do the back of my hands. I Everything. Okay. Masks. Fantastic. You do that too? 
Oh yeah. Masks. I did not need to know that because now I'm just going to be, that's so smart. Because I'll just get the leftover that I'll put on the back of my hand and I'll just be like, oh, whatever. But I think it's so important to apply it all to your hands. That makes so much sense. Oh my God. No, I have to, because think about it. So many people spend the time on this, but let's face it. This is what's going to give it away. So at 50. You have beautiful hands. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm hiding my hands. You have fabulous hands. It's because I, I use like serums on it too. Now I'm going to be doing that. When I get home, my mom's going to be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing a mask. <laughs> yeah, Ignore me. I, I do it to the back of my hands. So everything I do, <laughs> face, neck, decollete, and back of my hands. Amazing. That is so I don't so need cool. to be giving away my age, like, readily. If somebody asks, I'm proud, but I'm yeah. like. Great. Why not, like, keep it, keep it nice? And then okay. we're going to, like, spot treat with a mask, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're using the clearing mask. Yes. So Can you tell that... us the difference? Yeah. Tell us the difference. Yeah. Okay, so the clearing mask is like one of our OGs. Okay. It is this, first of all, I use it every Sunday. So every Sunday without fail, even if I'm on vacation in like Europe, I'm bringing this with me. Wow. And I do a full on face mask because it really does. The bentonite tape clay just pulls everything. You've got glycolic, you've got salicylic, you've got, um, you've got some um, camphor in it. It just, just helps. To, oh, and it also has hyaluronic acid. Okay. So, which is amazing. So that's why you, oh my God, you look so cute. <laughs> I just looked at myself and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I look crazy, but I love it. We're spot so treating. That's like, so that's what's so wonderful about that one. It really does an incredible job of kind of detoxing the skin and pulling everything out. So you can also use it as a spot solution or spot treatment too. But I use it every Sunday all over my entire face, neck, chest, the whole thing. And um, I would say that it really is one of those clarifying, you know, clearing products. Very different than the Iwaken resurfacing mask, which is a true resurfacing mask, right? So that's going to exfoliate like tremendously. So that's why yours, you can leave on for like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, I'm not going to say that I perhaps watched some Outlander episodes and forgot that it was on my face because that has happened. Yeah. Same thing, Emily Power. Like I oh, open up one. Yeah. and I'll, I'll go like to get ready to just go into bed, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot I put a clearing <laughs> mask on my face for hours. So that's that one. This one you can only use for five minutes because it has okay. such actives in it. But what's great about this one is clinically proven to help like improve. Um, texture and tone. Also, I think it was like 94% of the people who we surveyed, so we did like consumer perception studies on it, said their skin looked healthier as a result yeah. of using it. So this is like to get your red carpet glow going, et cetera, when you only have like, you know, half an hour to get ready. And this you're is like, the get oh, ready my... mask. Right. That's like a get ready. Like, okay, I'm going to put this on my skin and then I'm going to rinse it off and I'm going to look glowing and incredible. That's what that mask is for. The clearing mask that you have on is like, oh my goodness, I got to like. I got that. So that, I'm glad I picked this one. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. I picked this one today. Yeah, yes. I've been feeling so congested. I like need it. I can that's, feel it working, I swear. Yeah, it's so perfect. And even if you have sensitive skin, it's still perfect for sensitive skin. Yeah, it's not drying at all. That's no, what I like. Like you said, there's hyaluronic. Yes, because uh, normally when I use these kind of clay masks, I'm like, oh my God, like. It got everything out, but now I'm dry and I can't fix it. You know what I mean? It takes a while to fix it, but this leaves you 
hydrated after. Yes. Like, yeah, that's why you that don't out. get the, that feeling. Yes. Oh, I hate that too. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear. And then for the moisturizer I'm using is the Daily Skin Nutrition. Ooh. What are you using? I'm actually going to go in with the retinol alternative. Oh, <laughs> yes. I should have brought that, but I was like, can I, can I mix? I like to ask yeah. like you guys. Yeah, it can mix, right? Oh, yeah. I am cocktailing it. Oh, I love it. Oh, I have an oil too. I was going to ask you. Oh. I have the oh, daily yeah. vitamin infusion one. So I yep. kind of goes so, with okay, this. So the, this is good. So your daily vitamin infusion is actually a serum. Yes. That's what I've been using it as. Yes. I use it as a serum. So I have okay. this to go on after I take off the mask, which I'll, I'm going to take off my mask with um, the CoQ10 toner because yep. I don't have water right here. Then I'm going to go in with the daily vitamin infusion, which is packed with ceramides, vitamin C, really heavy in antioxidants. Um, but I need that. And it's squalene based because, you know, squalene queen. Yep. I love that ingredient. So I will go in with this. And then afterwards, I will do the retinol alternative. And then I put the botanical boosting oil on top of Over it. Over it to lock it in. Yes, exactly. Okay. This is like the fountain of youth for me. Oh, my God. Noted. <laughs> and then I go in with the restorative eye cream. Yes. Wait, what do I have? Yeah, I also oh. have that. I brought an eye cream because I'm like, we're going to do it all. We better do it all. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I go in with that all over my orbital bone. And then I, with this one, I actually go up into here for my 11s and my lines because it has paracress, which is known to reduce the appearance of tension. So you can Google it, people, par what paracress does. You can thank me later. Oh, my God. I'm thanking you now because I have, I'm always making this face. Like, I'm me always too. angry. <laughs> I'm happy, but I'm always, like, making this face and. I need that. That's so interesting that you can put an eye cream there. I, I feel go, like you oh never yeah, think I go of it. right there and all around. Oh, for oh, sure. I'll I, be doing that in a minute once that's all yes. set. Oh, I'm so excited. That's my little routine. If that's I feel routine. like I need even more, I'll go in with some squalene. Like I have this on my desk. Yeah, that and the, the oh, yeah, that stuff yeah, is just that, the best. It's just a must have because I don't really wear foundation. Yeah, you don't need it. You don't. Thank you. I think a lot of people don't need it, honestly. I, that's why I like skin tints or just using concealer. I agree. I agree. I think that we need, as a society, to normalize texture. Thank you. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on TikTok with the texture thing. It it makes you feel like my skin isn't normal, but it absolutely is normal to have texture. It's creasing. almost impossible for people to have. There's, first of all, there's no such thing as perfect. So, yes. like, can we just start to get away from that? Even I understand dewy, glowy skin, but the whole concept of glass skin, which would then make people who might have texture issues feel like they can't achieve it. Yeah. I understand the concept, but like I think having beautiful, jelloy, dewy, gorgeous skin, you can still have texture. You can still have breakouts. That's normal. That's hormones. That's eating. That's life. That's environment. That's living. That's living. Yes. That makes me feel better. And I, I'm excited for people to hear that just because. I think it's just, it's all about being perfect. It's all about no flaws, no texture, no breakouts. And there are some creators that I follow that it's like, like you said, you can have the glass skin and, and have breakouts. That's right. You just want healthy skin. Healthy. Yes, exactly. And, and the more we put this ideal out there, the less people feel comfortable in their own skin because they are holding themselves to the standard that is oftentimes unachievable. Yep. And then they then cover it up with a lot of foundation and then they cover it up. You know, I am, I love makeup. Yeah. I love makeup. Give me something for self-expression and creativity. And I am, please give any red lip up will do. Yes. Yeah. 
but I don't, but I still don't wear a lot of foundation and I'm okay with it. Like I, I have hyperpigmentation. I have, I'm Irish. I, have, <laughs> I, you know, have freckles, I, you know, all those things. And guess what? Marissa, you're not even gonna believe this. What? I have wrinkles. <gasps> I don't see them. <laughs> I really don't. See, oh, oh, the four. Can we normalize the forehead wrinkles? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of it. Because if you want to get Botox, that's you. I don't care. Do it. That's fine. Live your life. Absolutely. But like, can we, this is normal to have. It's it's okay yeah. to have if you're, a wrinkle I, on your forehead. You and I have very expressive faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. So that's going to happen. Unless yeah. I don't have any emotional feels. Sure. Like, that's fine. But that's not me. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try Like, you have to cover it up. I'm also, I'm in my 50s. I should have wrinkles. I have like lines over here because I smile. Yeah. Yeah. What would I rather done? Not smile? Not no. smile my whole life and just be miserable and have gl glass skin? No, absolutely. And I think I think we should just be more proud of aging. I, I, I don't mean to quote Julia Fox, but I think it was her who said like, it's it's an accomplishment to age, like specifically for you. And we'll get into that. Like it, you know what I mean? Like every line and wrinkle I think is a story. And it just shows, like you said, like I've been smiling my whole life. I have smile lines and that's how it is. Like, I just think that should be normalized. I agree. So I always tell people I am pro aging because the opposite of it is death. Yeah. And so I, yeah, you're, okay. that's it. That's it. I'm okay. I'm totally okay with wrinkles. I mean, it's not like, Hey, I want more. So obviously I want to do things that don't necessarily highlight them, yeah. but I'm not trying to get rid of them or hide them or anything like that. I just want healthy, beautiful skin and to show people you can love yourself at every age. I love that. Absolutely. You're so positive. I'm obsessed with your energy. It's amazing. As I was doing research on you, you kind of said after your diagnosis, you're, you were a new person. You kind of changed your whole life. What were you like before? Um, a nerd. A nerd. How? Um, so I literally am, was a straight A student in college. I, my 21st birthday, you were able to find me in the library. Um, I was very quiet. If I was to be described as a color, it would be clear or beige. <laughs> um, like people would truly back me up on that. I have people who I, I always tell the story and people are always shocked that when Facebook came out and people connected and whatnot, and, you know, you became friends with all your old high school friends and somebody said to me, oh my God, we went to the same high school. And I'm like, oh my God, we carpooled. <laughs> like, I didn't realize how non-existent I was. I was afraid of my own shadow. I, I wouldn't take risks. I was not a risk taker. I wasn't someone who would ever get on a stage and speak. I was just very quiet. And I was really doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. I don't know who told me that I was supposed to be doing what, but that's, I had to like check boxes of what I had to accomplish and quietly accomplish them so that I can say at the end of my life, look, I did all those accomplishments that were set out. Um, and then after I woke up, or actually the moment I had my diagnosis, I, my entire life changed, but in the most magical way. It's so wild. Like I'll ask this question now. Cause I was thinking like, yeah. I feel like it's so easy to fall into the 
the negatives of that. And we'll get into your diagnosis in a second. But how did you not? Like, how did you just fight through that and be like, no, we're going to be positive about this. We're not going to let this get us. um, Okay. So what I think is also good that I put out there is I'm a practicing Buddhist. Okay. So I've been, so my mom's Jewish, my dad's Catholic. So I'm like a mutt. Um, (laughs) And I started practicing Buddhism when prior to my son being born, my son's now 22, he'll be 23 in March. So I've been practicing for about 23 years. And I think that's part of it. Like I have been able to see manifest miracles that I could not ever think were possible. And so that's where my optimism had always come from. It was a more quiet optimism than a whoa in your face. She's really happy girl. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's part of it. To hear that it's from my nose. (laughs) You just had a close up. I was like, oh God. Um, No, but that is just so interesting that that was kind of the reason behind your positivity. And I think that it doesn't matter what you believe in or whatever. I just think that sometimes that is a great guiding source, like whatever it is. That a hundred percent. So I think that that was part of it is that, um, that I had overcome things through my, my spiritual practice. I would put it that way more than yeah. being a religion, but a spirit, a practice that, um, I was able to overcome things that people didn't think were possible. Like I, there's no reason I have two beautiful children, um, that I was able to give birth to because I went into labor so early and doctor says, no way you're going to carry them full term. And I'm like, Oh, watch me. Wow. And I was able to keep both of them until 37 weeks, despite every doctor saying there's no way. So I think that's part of it is seeing some of those miracles and believing them that they're possible. And I, my father always taught me, you have that choice. You know, you always live in choice. So why not choose happiness? And I've always chosen that, even though I was probably a quieter, more reserved optimist. I always had that in me, I would say. Yeah. You, like I wasn't ever a Debbie Downer. No, no, I can't imagine that you were. But oh, I was going to say, I feel like you, it seems like you've never taken no for an answer. And I love that. So we'll reword the question later. But mm-hmm. um, you really haven't. I mean, like you said, I didn't even know that about your pregnancy, that doctors basically said, no, not going to happen. You're like, uh, yes, it is. And then when I was doing my research on you, not only were you diagnosed with a life-threatening brain tumor, but- you had arthritis and you lost I rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then did you, am I, did I read this right? Or did you lose sight in one of your eyes? I did. I did as part of the tumor. Mm-hmm. You've been through so much. It's absolutely mm-hmm. insane. And like, look at how positive you are. I think you're just such an amazing example. Like, you. you know what I mean? Um, I, I feel that, and I listen, this is only my experience. So I please know, who, you know, listeners, I'm not saying this is how you have to be, but Again, it goes to that choice. I can choose to be doom and gloom about this situation, or I can choose to be positive and mind over matter. And whatever situation I am faced with, find the learning lesson in it. And what can I get out of it that I could make it in some positive way? So like losing my vision. Okay, well, I lost it from here. It was like here. And then all of a sudden it came came to here, just out of my left eye, because the tumor was pressing on the optic nerve the blessing in it is that I would have probably never known I was going to die of a brain tumor had I not started to lose my vision. Oh my God. I know you would have never known. Oh my gosh. Never knew. 
So, wow, what a gift. It is. Right. So I, otherwise I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be here. So I looked at it that way. And then even what I went through with my children getting, I got pregnant easily. It was just, what I have is significant autoimmune issues. Okay. So my body tends to attack itself. So obviously having a foreign literal body in my belly, it wants to attack it. But I learned that I'm stronger than I let on or that I thought. And so through the fur having Jacob, who's my oldest, I learned I'm really stronger than I thought I could be. And then that allowed me to believe that I could be strong enough to keep Emily. And and I just said, I don't feel that's what's going to happen. And I'm going this way and I'm going to stay positive and focused. And if that isn't what happened, then I would deal with it. I don't want people to think like, oh, she doesn't deal with bad things. But why would I deal and be upset, which would cause additional stress on, on a pregnancy before something happened? And I always say that to people like, but you don't know yet. And when you know, then you deal with it. But you have the choice to always deal with negativity in a different way. Yeah. And that's how I've loved my life. I'm I'm just like speechless because you're just amazing. And that is such an amazing way to look at life because like you said, I there is a positive in every negative, whether it looks like it or not. And I think that is seriously what helps people get through things, specifically you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. I was reading about you too. It was kind of, was it all at the same time where you made your blog Independent Lisa? Yeah. Okay. So I, my name wasn't always Indy. It was Lisa. I was going to ask you, I was like, so this woman's name is not Indy Lee. I've known her as Indy Lee since college. She's Lisa. Okay. So my given name was Lisa at birth. And so the whole thing happened so quickly. So I was diagnosed with RA, rheumatoid arthritis in July of 2008. Then I started to lose my vision in like October, November of 2000, in October of 2008, then got the diagnosis November 4th, 2008. Now, as I said, I have, I'm very lucky. I have um, a beautiful family, beautiful, beautiful family, both Catholic and Jewish. And so, by the way, I'm putting on my, okay, I'm putting on my daily vitamin. Me too. (laughs) I was like, I'm listening. Um, I'm just applying. So, wow, it's such a relaxing way to tell the story by putting on my... <laughs> right? It just, it's just I'm, so I'm ready for bed so early. Yeah, same. It's 4 p.m. <laughs> um, so I have this beautiful big family. My dad's one of seven. I have lots of cousins. I'm one of 32 first cousins. Wow. I know. Wild. And so I, by the way, see what I did? I put it on the back. Oh, of my now I'm going to do it. Now that I'm going to, yeah. And you're going to be like, whoa, that really makes a difference. So I wanted to keep them all involved because they wanted to call and talk and do prayer chains and all those things, which is beautiful. But I was dying. My son was seven or eight. Emily was five. I didn't want to get on the phone every night. I really wanted to spend time with them and my husband. And so I said, I'm going to create a blog so that you guys can read it and know what's going on with me. And I'll keep you updated, but please respect the fact that I just, I can't do this every night. Yeah. And with so many of them, it was hours. And so um, I was like, okay, what am I going to name the blog? And I was like, I didn't really want to be out there as my real name, like out. And so I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to keep my independence, even if I lose my vision or because we didn't know what was going to happen. And so I said, I'm going to name it Indy Lee, Independent Lisa. And by the time I started the company, I named it the Botanical Collection because it was a collection of botanicals. Guess what? Can't trademark that. 
<laughs> and um, we named it something else. And people were like, I don't get it. And then um, someone said, but it's really about you and your journey. And they said, your name is awful. Because my husband's name is Agona. Lisa Agona, on a, <laughs> like, that's, that's not something you want on a, on a um, bottle. And they said, well, what's your maiden name? And I said, if you think Agona is bad, this is far worse. Swengross. Lisa Swengross. Could you picture that? <laughs> well, there's the Dr. Dennis Gross, so you could have if you wanted to. I could have. True. Give but me props to me, but <laughs> roll up your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, I've logged on. I own the URL Indie Lee, Independent Lisa. And they said, congratulations. That's the name of the brand, and you need to change your name. Oh, so you and legally changed your name. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She's Indie Lee. It oh, suits you look like an Indie Lee. Like, I, right? I believe that that was your name for the longest time. <laughs> I honestly, so it's so funny. I call like my pre to like pre diagnosis. That's Lisa. That's, the that's old Lisa. Name. This is Indie Lee. This is Indie. I um, love it. And my family, I mean, my kids call me Indie, which is a whole nother issue. I'm like, it's mom. <laughs> They're like, okay, Indie. Okay, like, Indie. <laughs> But my, yeah, even my family, like they my sister calls me Indy now. And another thing that you always say that I, I love that you say, like you, you were in the passenger seat and now you're like the pilot of your private jet. You know what I mean? Like what, um, how did you get yourself in the driver's seat? How did you go from Lisa to Indy? That is a great question that I will tell you nobody's ever asked me. Um, oh. and I've been asked a lot of interesting questions, but that's a really great one. You know what? It happened in a, in a, in a flash. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the phone call. I had a feeling I had a brain tumor. I can't tell you why, but like, you're losing your vision. You're like, what's going on? You kind of, you're ruling things out. And when the doctor called and said, you have a brain tumor. And I said, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And I got into the car. I, it was like the world became in technicolor. I say this, but it's so true. It's like, everything was like, like when you go to the optometrist and it goes one or two yeah it was like that and all of a sudden put somebody put on these glasses and I was able to see color and clarity and Christmas and I Christmas <laughs> and I said and Christmas yeah and I said oh my god like what am I doing this could be it yeah. and here I am worried about such stupid stuff and I know better. And I'm like, you know what? Who cares if I achieve blah, 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 or if I graduated at this level? I need to take control of my own life and live it on my terms, not what I think everybody wants me to live it on. Being a people pleaser and a Libra, like that was my default. And I said, no, I am going to live every day from this moment forward. And this is as I'm driving, learning I had a brain tumor as I'm driving. And we said, I'm going to live every day on purpose. And with purpose, I'm going to live every day passionately and I'm going to be present in every moment because I was one of those people who lived in the shouldas and the couldas, right? So yeah. it was always living in the past or concerned about the future, never being in the now. And I knew the power of being in now, but I wasn't living it. And I said, for whatever time I have left, that's how I'm going to live. But I know something's going to come out of this really incredible and it was that easy of a shift for me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're put in that position and your life is is has a timeline now, I think it's extremely easy to be like, 
or, well, it, it's not easy, but I'm like, from your perspective to be like, yeah. what am I doing? Like, no, it's now it's time to live. Like, what was I doing before? And I think now maybe with my generation or just like TikTok and everything, like it's so, it's hard to be present. And my question for you is like, what do you do to stay present? Like, what's your advice to staying present and living each day with purpose? Yeah. Um, taking a breath. Yeah. I never do, um, I do that. meditate. So like that's that I've been meditating, doing transcendental meditation, I think for seven years, I always say four years. I'm like, I've been saying that for like three additional <laughs> years. Um, so I've been doing transcendental transcendental meditation. So I, in addition to being someone who can chant at a Gohanzen, like uh, Tina Turner, the whole Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, like that's, that is my sect of Buddhism that I follow, but um, I do meditate. But the best way that I know to get present is to kind of close my eyes and take a breath because it's so easy to get this way or that way or that way or that way, but being here and being now. And so I've learned to take moments of my day and just stop and breathe and check in with myself and say, where's my head at? Now I've been doing this for so many years. It's, it's kind of rote for me, yeah. but it's easy. And it's also easy for me to see when I'm getting off. Like there will be signs for me that I'm getting off course. Like I'll feel a little bit of anxiety. Like, why am I feeling? Oh, cause I'm worrying about something. Or I'll be really tired or drained. I'm like, okay, why am I so drained? I didn't do my, you know? So you start to realize things about yourself and it kind of gives you um, messages. But I think the meditation practice that I have and then knowing to take a breath throughout the day and do a check-in. And it takes two seconds to go, where's my head at? Yes. Exactly. And like, you don't think to breathe sometimes. Like, I know it's simple advice, but seriously, like, it's nice that you can, I like, identify it like acknowledge it yeah. and then let it pass. Like, I think that's, that's so important. And it, like I said, I think having people in your life that also call you out on it too. Like yeah, my best friend who every morning we text each other GMS, which is good morning sunshine for the past, like almost 14 years since like I got diagnosed. Like I think since November 9th of 2008, we've been doing this back and forth, but she'll call me out on it and she'll say, when's the last time you meditated? And I'll be like, oh my God, she knows I fell off the wagon <laughs> for a week. Like, it's unbelievable. She knows me that well. Yeah. But I think that, I think continuing to have the conversation on social media forces me to stay that way too. Even though it, it's at this point, it's pretty natural for me. No, and I think, say? yeah, I think it's so, I think it's so transparent too. Cause like you're someone who is so routine in meditation, is so routine in there like just routine and being present, it's nice that you can be like, I fall off sometimes. It's okay. And I think oh it's, you know what I mean? Cause sometimes when we see these people who are in these routines who meditate all the time, I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I'd fall off. And I feel like I wouldn't do it. Like oh, I do it all the it's time. so real. I feel like to hear that perspective. To, oh my God. For it's people. Impact. Yeah. Come on. Again, it goes back to, there's no such thing as perfect. And it happens to me all the time. Do I have bad days? Yes, of course I do. Do I cry a hundred percent? Do I talk to somebody when I feel like I need that? Yes. Just because I'm optimistic, does just just because I'm present and spiritual and all those things doesn't mean that I'm not human. Yeah. And that is, we're all, you know, these spiritual beings on this human experience. And you just, that's humanity. That's life. 
So I think it's just being able to recognize that and call yourself out on it and, and do things for yourself to get yourself present. My skincare routine is part of me staying present. Yeah, I feel that. I'm I'm with that. Like, that's my routine where I, that's when I take that breath and I'm like, okay, no one's bothering me. I can do my no. skincare. And it's such a ritual. And like I said, the scents of your products are such, I know, they're so I relaxing. Oh, you, oh, I just, I just put I on the moisturizer. Oh my God, that's why my skin's glowing. Yeah. This thing is amazing. It is amazing. I, I've used it before and I loved it. I should have brought it, but I was like, is it nighttime? Should I, should I do it? Now? I use it every morning and every night. Oh. And now I'm going in with the botanical boosting on top of it. Cause I, I've been outside. I was like, I need antioxidants. Yeah. To get um, the boost. And the smell, it's like geranium. Oh my God. It makes you take that second to just that like breathe. It really, no, your line specifically, like I said, I found you in college and we can get into that story later. But like, I always felt like I can spray my, do you say CLQ10 or CoQ10? I say CoQ. CoQ10. Okay. No, I want to pronounce it correctly. But that's when I've always had this and like, I would have really cheap products, but I would have the travel size of the Indie Lee. And I'd be like, this is just my moment of relaxing and just like just being present. Um. That's why I wanted to create the line was so that people can have take moments and it created a platform for me to have these deeper conversations about what it means to take care of yourself. What does self-care really mean? And it's more than a goop in a jar. It is taking those moments for yourself. It's, you know, carving out time, just even touching your face and massaging your face. That's a connection. That's a moment that you're present. And I think that's, that's why I love what I get to do because I get to have these conversations that are so meaningful to me. Like, I don't think you realize how much getting ready for today and knowing I had today filled my cup up with joy because I knew I got to do this with you today. So this was something I was looking forward to. And this is a moment, believe it or not, for me, this is a moment of self-care. Yeah. I am spending time with someone who I really do enjoy watching and being entertained and learning because you do teach me. Oh so, my God. <laughs> so that this is something that is for me. This is self-care that I'm getting to get to know you better today. That makes me so happy. I hope I hope every guest feels like that, but I definitely think this is self-care for me too. Just being able to talk to you and it's such a full circle moment just because I've been interested in your brands for so long and then like hearing that I educate you I'm like on what (laughs) because it's just like I just read your stuff and I'm educated by you and your products and stuff like that so it's just so how did you find my brand I'm interested look at me interviewing you let's talk about it no so I okay so I I never understood clean beauty I was like what the hell is this I don't get it I I was a makeup artist and I'm like I don't think this stuff is gonna work and I interviewed for one of my school's lifestyle magazines, the uh, owner of Folane, Tara Folane. Oh, Tara. So I interviewed her and I was so skeptical. I'm like, ugh, like I can't even imagine. Like, and I got assigned the article, so it wasn't even like I picked it. And when I interviewed her and I was doing research, I was like, what? I put like a sock in my mouth. I was like, okay, like, um, you know, research before you speak. And I did the research and I was like, wow, okay, this is so interesting. I interviewed her and then I was obsessed with Folane because there was a range of products that at the time were like still kind of affordable to me so I found Indie Lee and like the top four brands like that I really started with that I like will always be special Indie Lee, Coco Kind, Josh Rosebook and then randomly Pi like the PAI 
they say that right? Yeah. yeah. Hi. That was another all incredible brands. All incredible brands. Gr- great intentions. And I think that's what really drew me to the brands. But Phone Lane used to have these little travel bags. And yes, the green bags. The green bags. I had. A, I wish I still had them. I had a hundred of them, and I would buy them all the time because they were only twenty five dollars. I could have just spent the thirty four or how much this is on the toner and probably save money. But at the time, I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's cheaper. So I would get those, and I would just use the samples, and I would I would be obsessed. And then I started just randomly posting on my Instagram. No one ever followed me on that, and I'd post about it. And then my friends would ask me like, "What's up with Clean Beauty?" And I would tell them what I knew, and I always would say like. If you're, if you're going to buy anything, it's going to be this one. And this was the first product that I really found. And then the squalene oil was another one that yeah. I found too. That is two icons, honestly. And uh, that's just how I got really they interested. Bestsellers. Yeah, I, as they should be. I mean, I can see why. It's Yeah, so that's how I found you, which is just so funny. And then the rest is history. And I've just kind of stuck with you and like tried different things, but always went back to that Boku 10 toner. Amazing. Thank you. I think. Thank you for making amazing products. I no, I think this is it's so cool. So I found you on Oh yeah, how'd you find me? I, you know what? I think I had already found you on Instagram. Okay. Because, probably because of something with Foley and etc. I probably tagged you a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> but you came in my feed prior to even you talking about our stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I love her energy. I love your energy. Oh. Like truly, like my gosh. And I love how you talk about beauty, you talk about fashion, but you always from a place of knowledge, like you do your homework. Thank and you. I truly, truly appreciate that. And I just started to love watching and I found myself binge watching you. Like when I would go onto TikTok at night, cause I tried to not be on it all day long, et cetera. I'd be like, oh wait, I missed a few days. And I, there are so many times that I would literally be scrolling like this and like spit, like, oh my gosh, (laughs) that one. And I just was like, I really, really love this creator. And then you tagged me. I'm like, what just happened? I I was totally like crazed. I'm like, I sent it to everybody. Oh my God, you got to see this. Oh my God, you got to see this. And I fell in love even further because you loved me. And that was it. And then I heard that you were doing podcasts. I just truly, truly enjoy your content creation. And I do think that this is going to be a hit podcast because of the research that you do, but you make it fun. Thank you. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Thank you. You have no idea how much just hearing that like means to me. It's it's insane. Oh my God. I'm like speechless that you even just said that. And I think that is what drew me in because I think we need more real people in this world. I think we put these idealistic things out there that we're supposed to be one way or another, or that you can't be honest or that you can't cry or you can't like, I just want to, like I would say, I I always want to go on the record. Yes. I have bad days. People never believe it. And yes, I cry, but I do believe you can't have a good day unless you experience a bad day. Yes. Cause it makes you even more grateful for those good days. Yep. From contrast comes clarity. Absolutely. And going back to your journey. Yeah. Um, As I put so, on some eyes here. Yes. Yes. We'll apply that next. Um, so you seem like you believe in signs. You're very spiritual. I'm one of those too. I'm I'm looking for a sign everything in everything. But I, I think surviving your surgery on Earth Day is the biggest oh. sign to pursue Indie Lee. And I'm obviously happy that you did. What was that? Well, okay. I have two questions for you. Since you agree and agree with the signs, um, were there any other signs where you were like, this is what I want? Like, 
I want to build this brand other than just surviving yeah. your surgery on Earth Day? Oh, yeah. So I went to, so I, okay, got the diagnosis. Then I went to see a specialist and they said, they don't think there's anything we can do. And you have about six months. And I was like, wow. nope. Yeah. When I was driving on November 4th, I was like, something incredible is going to happen. I just have to allow it. I know it. I don't know what it is, but something. So once I got that you know, like information, I was like, it was not a good day for me. I remember. <laughs> I yeah, was uh, like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like the two days later, I went to see my neuroendocrinologist. And I said, how is this possible? And he said, we're seeing more and more of these things tied to the environment. And I'm like, I have a greenhouse in my backyard that I eat out of. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So yes, what you eat is part of your environment. Who and what you surround yourself is part of your environment. He's like, let me ask you, what do you put on your skin? That's part of your environment. What did your mother put on her skin when she was pregnant with you? The minute he said it, I heard nothing else. Like he could have asked me to marry him or something. I would have had no <laughs> idea. Yeah. Because all I heard was womp, 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 womp. In that moment, I was like, that's what wow. this is about. I'm going to create a line that is safe, that is effective, that looks beautiful on a shelf. But more importantly, I want to create a platform to educate and inspire others to live their best version of their life. I walked out of the doctor's office and my best friend was sitting there because she went with me to every appointment. And I said, so I'm going to create a, a clean skincare line for adults. And she's like, you're an accountant. I'm like, yep, that's what I'm going to do. She's like, okay, and we'll do it. <laughs> And that was it. And then I said, I'm going to create this. And I did not take no, talk about no, I didn't take no. And my parents thought I was nuts. Everybody's like 2008, 2009, like we're not in a good financial place as a, as like a country. Yep. And I was like, nope, I'm going to I'm doing sell this. my jewelry. I'm going to empty my 401k. I'm going to go into the massive credit card debt. I'm going to do this. And, and, it, that's what I did. and it paid off. No, I think, I think your confidence and just knowing like, I'm going to do this. I don't know how it's going to work, but something amazing is going to happen. I think it goes back to manifesting too. And I just think like, once you yeah. put that out there, it will come. And you had so much confidence based off of how strong you are, what you've survived through. I think that that's just amazing. Yeah. I think that was, that was a big one. And then I went to several doctors and they all said, no, yeah. there's nothing we can do. And at some point I was like really starting to slow down. Like I, it was not good. And I still held on to hope. And I do think hope is very important for people. You need to have that hope in some some sort of faith in something. Um, I don't care if it's your martini. Well, no, maybe not your martini. <laughs> like, but something. Whatever you know? it is. Yeah. Um, but when I walked into the doctor's office who wound up doing the surgery, he said, okay, I, I, I'll give this a shot. And I'm like, fantastic. And he said, well, we're going to do it on Earth Day. And I was like, well, if there's ever a sign to create a clean skincare line and wake up to the rest of your life, it's a good one. one. Yeah. And it's funny because I tried to convince him to do it a different day because the next day is my daughter's birthday. And I was like, oh my God. If I die oh my God. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. And like we're doing it on Earth Day. I was like, okay, that's, that's a good day. And I really did think that that was like the sign. Yeah. No, once I read that, I just instantly thought in my like Italian brain where I just think everything's a superstition or a sign that I'm like that that's her confirmation. Like if I if that was me and I was making a clean skincare brand and on Earth Day, I survived a life threatening surgery. I'd yep. be like, I, ha I have no option but to do this. Absolutely. Which absolutely I is say, that. 
a month after after surgery, I turned on the website because I had already been formulating. Like the coconut citrus scrub, it was one of the yes. first products I ever made in my kitchen, like out of ingredients that I had and et cetera. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to create this. So I had already started formulating, but when the doctor gave me that date, I was like, yes. We're doing this. We're, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And when I walked into the surgical suite and I said, okay, today's a great day to live. Put on some kick-ass music and let's go. Literally, the, the anesthesiologist asked if I'd been taking recreational. I was going to say, you were probably the only person that's ever gone into surgery like that. You're like, put some music on, let's go. Like, let's do it. That's, oh, how, yeah. that's a great way to go into it. And I think. Yes, he did ask me if I needed to see and speak to somebody. Because <laughs> he was like, I've never quite seen anybody. But before I started my line, I'd, my nephew was my my nephew was pregnant. He was not. My sister was pregnant with my nephew. Yeah. And I didn't want anything potentially harmful going on his tush because I knew babies were born with the toxic load and they had already proven that it was most likely tied to what the mother was using, et cetera. Yeah. So I was going to use products for ingredients for my greenhouse that I could no longer work in because I had RA and make some products for him. And in the course of doing that, I really learned so much. So when the doctor said to me, it could have been something as simple as what I was putting on my skin. It was like, bingo. Yeah. Right. So whether or not I'll never know. And I always tell people, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But the fact that it could be, and the fact that there is not as much regulation as there is in Europe. And we formulate to the European level and beyond. That struck with me. And the fact that we don't have to do that, like, yep. you know, it, it comes down to take a look at what happened with Johnson Johnson and talc. We've known for years, 2012, I wrote an article about a poof, a dab, a puff of danger. And it was about talc being in products. Wow. And I wrote it in the Huffington Post. The amount of hate and threats that I got. That's why I stopped making these the skincare videos because it, it's, they're wild. They're wild. And I'm not ever, I use conventional products too. Like yeah. I am not saying you can't use the Chanel red lipstick that you fall in love with. Like if you love that color, you rock it. Yeah, use it. Like, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. Like that is not my thing. I'm just saying, read your labels. You read what you're putting in your body. Yeah. Why shouldn't you read the labels of what you're putting on your body? And we know that some things are hormone disruptors and we know you don't necessarily have to formulate with them. Now, earlier- you might not have been able to get as effective as products yeah. because don't forget, I'm, I'm allegedly a, an OG in this pioneer in this clean space. Yeah. But when I started, we didn't have the technology that we have now. You see the ingredients and what I'm able to use that I could not have done in 2008. So we've come a long way, but now there is no reason you don't have to sacrifice efficacy. Yeah. There's, there's no reason. No. So why not? Make some easy switches if you if you're interested. If, if you're you interested, yeah, then use what you want. No, I yeah. completely agree. Because what another question I was going to ask you, which you basically kind of answered, what were some things that shocked you, and then also kind of about like regulation of skincare, and like you just said, you don't have to have these ingredients in your products. You get away with it. You don't need them. There's, uh, hundreds of other brands that don't use it. Why do we like? Why do we continue to use these ingredients that I don't, well, because oftentimes it comes down to a cost factor. Yes. And it's very sad. It does come down to dollars and cents. Um, and I do think that there are things that we have made into like these, uh, we, uh, there's a lot of fear mongering and it yes. shouldn't be that way. 
it is not my right to tell people what they can and cannot put on their body. And so I will never, ever, you will never hear me fear mongering. I'm never going to tell you don't use this ever. I'm an 80, 20 gal, sometimes 70, 30, mostly, mostly clean, but you know, like I said, everyone yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be fully clean too. You Absolutely. know what I mean? With everything. And, but. You know, you have to find what works for you, but I think it comes down to profits. Um, yeah. and I think it comes down to people don't do the research that they need to yeah. do. I, and I think do. once you, once you see it, you can't unsee it. What is your advice to people that are skeptical? Because there's so many skeptics. And I want to also ask you, how was it different then than it is now with, like, greenwashing? Because I feel like before, when you, when I was in college, at least, when I first found out about this, it wasn't as crazy as it is now. Like, now they're like, you're going to die. Like, it's like, all right. Like, or everyone's clean and it's not actually clean. Like. Because there's no regulation over the word. It's like, you know. No, we used to say natural, naturally derived. You, it, there, and there's no definition, and people are very litigious. So this word "clean" came out, and I do think that it would be really wonderful if there is a standard at some point, so people under, can really understand what it means. But you've got lobbyists on both sides, yeah. um, and when you follow the, you know, you let's face it, you're going to follow the money trail, and there's a lot of money in this industry. And in conventional and profit margins are, you know, harder and harder to get, you know, to improve. I would say for the people who are skeptical, try some products. Truly give them a shot. Yes. Put the clean thing aside and just try them. Put it aside. It doesn't have to be about that. And like, do your research. Yeah. And tell me that you don't find that is just a, I'm sorry, I dare anybody tell me that this isn't a gorgeous formula. Yeah. Like it is beautiful it feels phenomenal anybody uses the coke tin toner falls in love with it yes it's not only just about like you said like the ingredients like that but how it feels how it smells the whole exactly. thing and about i'm not it. using artificial synthetic fragrances so i would say for those who are skeptics why why are you being so skeptical yeah that's that's the only question like is it because you've tried one brand and it didn't work because by the way just because something is clean doesn't mean you can't have a reaction to it yeah you know for many people, poison ivy is going to be a topical reaction. Oh my God. That's like the biggest thing. Well, poison ivy is natural, but I'm not going to put that on my skin. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> but, by the way, it, it's not to me. Like I can rub myself in Yeah, that's ivy. also true. It can work. It works for some. It works for some. Yeah. So, so I always say like, just why, why are you skeptical? Have you given this a true try? Yeah. And use really good products that are known and you've researched that have been around for a long time that ethos stand for the same thing you do. I just question why people are skeptical because I just, I'm trying products and I will tell you my skin has never been healthier. And yep. I don't think I, I'm 51 and I cannot believe how healthy my skin is. And when I go to the dermatologist, he's like, what do you use on your skin? You're like, like my own products. <laughs> exactly. So I would say that's the thing I would say to anybody who's skeptical is really. Why? Did you give why? it a shot? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're so up in arms too. the skeptics. I'm like, can you just breathe, take a breath, okay. squirt some CoQ10 toner and then talk to me. And, and that's, that's it. Healthy. If it doesn't work and if you don't like mine, you know, go just 
If you don't like my serum, go check out Josh Rose books. Yeah. Maybe his is the right one for you. Yeah. Goodness knows you're probably trying everything else under the sun that's not clean. So why not try some clean things out and then let's have a conversation of what didn't work. Who knows? Maybe that skeptic could have a conversation with someone like myself or another brand founder, brand founder, and then we can create something that's meeting the needs of what you're looking for, but done in a clean way. Let's yes. have that conversation and start creating change. I don't think I'm ever going to change legislation, but I do think that buying power does speak volumes. And it so does. that's why I think uh, that's my message to all skeptics is I'm never going to have this whole conversation debating with you because no. you've already made up your mind, yeah. but you haven't given it a chance. So let's do that. And if you, I think the thing that got me to really see this, because by the way, I was also a skeptic. So yeah. just, yeah, we're, we were all skeptic. Yeah, absolutely. But what really raised an eyebrow for me is when I looked at some conventional products here and I went to Europe and they had the same products, but it was a completely different formula and it was clean. And it's wild. It's absolutely wild. I had no idea that you followed the... Yes, I never I never even knew that until researching you and I'm like, this is why I love this brand. And I just don't Yeah. I, I, I feel like you seeing that in person, going from like seeing this brand in America and then going to Europe and seeing the brand but clean, but it's just based off of their regulations. It makes me think like for the skeptics, like do you do you want to talk about that? Do you not understand? Like I just that was a big wake up call for me. And it's interesting. One of my doctors is the one who brought it up to me. So, and, but it's so interesting because that was 2008. We weren't having these conversations back then. Nope. Yeah. Like I said, I was so, I was like turned off by clean. I was like, oh, like no oh, one ever like, talked oh, about clean. it. No one ever talked about it. When they did, I was like, is it earthy crunchy? Is it like, you know, <laughs> like that's how it comes off. And, and I'm like, it's I'm not, not a crunchy granola girl. No, you're not. No. And so yeah. I didn't want that in my bathroom. I wanted chic. I oh, wanted. We're going to get into the packaging because you are so chic. It It is. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, not to interrupt you, but no, but you really are so chic. Um, okay, you have some quotes on your website that I'm like obsessed with. You have two, okay. or not? A, well, one of them was on a a face wash little oh. headband. Beauty is an inside job. I meant to bring it. My dog was eating it, and then I was like, "Oh, I had to put it in," and I forgot. But beauty is an inside job, and then also your just your brand motto, grounded by nature, supported by science, inspired by life. Can you kind of go more into those? Yeah. So beauty is an inside job because I think that we, when we look at beauty, it really starts right in here. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I want people to be reminded of that. You can put all the stuff on your face, but if you're frowning, if you're unhappy, if you're angry all the time, it shows, but it starts in here, right? You have to love yourself first. So that's a, that's to me, but I also do believe that it's not just what you're putting on your skin, it's what you're putting in your body too. So yeah. I think that you have to look at it as a holistic approach, but you have to eat healthy. Like, you know, garbage in, garbage out, and it shows up on your face. If I'm sitting there eating lots of potato chips, I guarantee you, I will get a zit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that is just, so I do, that's what it really means is, you know, it's, it's a mind, body, soul beauty. I also think that if you're smiling, right, that, that's also, and that comes from inside. Yeah. I no, truly believe everybody is beautiful when they smile. I've never seen anybody not be beautiful when they smile. It's just, oh. Yeah. So that's beauty is an inside job. 
grounded in nature, supported through science, inspired by life. That I have to give credit to Lori, who, um, again, she is the principal of Encore Holdings, who invested in me in 2017. And we were trying to put together what is our statement. And she took it from everybody. She really did. All of us were putting it. And she was able to so succinctly say, because if you look at who I am and what I'm about, it truly is grounded in nature. But we use science, right? So all things are backed by science. But it is inspired for this love of life and love to do better and love to empower and inspire others to live their healthiest version of their life. And I will say she was one of, one of those people who truly saw me, like truly saw me and what I wanted to do and helped me create this incredible platform that I have now. Yeah. And I'm forever grateful for her. That's amazing. That's amazing. I feel like that, that whole quote, I already kind of knew why you had that, but I'm like, that is so you. It's so, it's perfect. It's your brand and it's different. You know what I mean? A lot of brands aren't like that. So I think it that really makes you, you feel so special. You? Who are you? And that's that's you. But when you break it down like that, it is. There's that esoteric kind of touchy-feely, like you're grounded, you're supported, you're inspired. But then it's nature, it's science, and it's life. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. So obsessed. So we have the name, we have the motto and the intentions behind your brand. Now, I definitely want to talk about the packaging because, like I said... She's so chic, but she's so bright and airy. Like, this is so luxe, but sometimes luxe can come off as uptight. Like, how did you come to this conclusion of the packaging? No, I I have um, an incredible creative director and who knew me since 2011 and knew my love for um, sea glass. So that's why it's that I love That makes glass. so much sense. It is like sea glass. I was wondering, because I was going to say it's so thick, but like... It, yeah. it feels exactly like sea glass. Oh my yeah. goodness. And the, yep. And then the colors are really from this, just the spectrum of um, a scene on, actually we were in California, right on Santa Monica Beach, right outside of Shutters. And there was like this picture and that someone took on our team. And we were able to take those pictures from here. And I, be, the beach and water is something very important to me. I'm from Long Island. So I constantly need to at least at some point be grounded in water. Like I have to. It's mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like I'm a part mermaid. I'm not really sure. So it, it really took it that. And then that very clean Scandinavian see-through transparency ethos is kind of what did it for us. Yeah. I, I wanted love- something that was quiet but it made a statement. I was going to say it's quiet, but she's still bold because when I see this on a counter or my shelf, which is crazy, I can look right to that and say, that's Indie Lee. That's, you know what I mean? No matter what the packaging is, whether it's glass, whether it's something like this, you can always see. Yeah, unfortunately, I do some PCR plastic in order for things to be. Yeah, no, no, no. But I just mean like, whatever it is. I like everything glass. In fact, Oh, I'm a glass girl too. Yeah. Used to be in glass, but you couldn't get it all out. So we oh. need to put it in there. <laughs> hey, listen, we need, we need like the efficiency too. We need to get it out. We need, we need the product. That's amazing. Um, so what was that like? I mean, you're in such major retailers now you're in Nordstrom, Sephora. I love seeing you in Sephora. I'm like, finally, but what is that like seeing your baby in, in these major retailers? I still cry. I would too. I spent yesterday in Ulta's and 
And every time I go into any retailer and I see my face or I see my brand, I still get chills and I still cry and, and it doesn't get lost on me because they can put anybody on their shelf that they want to. And I understand what it means to give shelf space to a brand, especially a smaller indie brand like myself. That is something I don't take lightly. And I know that decision is, is an expensive decision that they make to take that risk with us. And so I'm eternally grateful and I am really touched, really touched. Yeah. I think that is such like a pinch me moment. Cause I, I would, I would probably do the same thing. Like anything makes me cry, but I feel like if you, like, once you see something you've worked so hard for your journey is so interesting and so strong. Seeing that just come to life is is probably magical. You know what I mean? It so I would really probably cry every time I enter an Ulta or a, I, I do. I do. Yeah. I get really, oh my gosh. And my parents too, the same way. They're very funny about it. <laughs> I think that's just what makes, I think the brand so special because it's such, it's so close to you. It's so important to you. And to have people know that, I think it really makes it such a special brand. It um, changed my identity, literally. Absolutely. And I think that is so inspiring that you're like, nope, this brand changed my life and I want it to change other people's lives for That's a positive it. way. That's I love it. that. I'm all in. She's all in. So you don't really have an answer to this question career wise, but you do have another angle that you're going to go with, which I'm so excited to hear. Like I said, I always ask my guests this question stemming from the Chris Jenner quote. If someone tells you, no, you're talking to the wrong person. I just love that. I love that. How did you, how did you deal with the no's? What no's did you get that you turned into yeses? So I received no's from Duke, NIH, Johns Hopkins, Sloan Kettering when it came to my health and what can be done. And I would, every time somebody would give me a no, there's nothing we can do. I'm so sorry. Get your affairs in order. I would say, thank you so much for your opinion, but I'm going to find somebody else. And I would say that to every doctor until I found the one who said yes. You're talking to and the wrong I'm person. I'm not going to stop. Yeah. And I think that is also the importance. And I, I really hope your, your listeners hear this point. More than anything, you need to advocate for yourself. Nobody is going to advocate for you as much as you can and should. And if someone gives you a no, but you know in your heart, especially when it comes to your health, you know your body, you, you can listen to it. Don't take no for an answer. If I did... I wouldn't be here. I have no answer for you because that is so inspiring. It's amazing. Just, I love that advice. And you're, so, you're so, I'm like choking up. You're so right. You're absolutely so right. And like I said, like you have to be your biggest fan sometimes. Like even with this podcast, like I was told no. And I'm like, you know what? Like maybe someone will resonate with this. And I just think it's so important to just know in your heart whether it's your health, more importantly, whether it's your health or if it's your career, that there is going to be someone that says yes. There is going to be someone that is pro you, but you have to be pro you first for anyone That's to agree with that. That's it. Yep. And you know what? Sometimes everybody's going to say no, yeah. but you are saying yes to you and you make it happen. Listen, I had no money starting this brand. Zero. I had no business starting a brand. I am a CPA. I worked for HBO and Ernst oh, & Young. Wow. Oh yeah, I managed the international finance group. I, I told you, nerd. Um, but I knew this is what my calling was. This is my purpose. Yeah. And so 
anybody who said, no, that's their choice, but I would invest and figure out a way for me. And so I did. And you did. And it's such an amazing brand. I'm, I love your story. I'm so obsessed. I have no words because I'm just. I'm equally as obsessed with you, dear. Oh my God. Thank you. Well, that's really all I have for you, but I have one question. I mean, you've given us so, so many pieces of great advice. Um, is there anything you want to leave us with? That like is something one of your favorite quotes, favorite piece of advice. The only thing I want you, yeah, the one thing I want you to be left with is remember, this is not a dress rehearsal. So go out there and fucking dance. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I love that. That's the best piece that you could give us. I love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being so transparent. I loved talking to you. And I'm so excited to talk to you more after this. It's yes. just so great. This is, this is, not a this is just the beginning. Like we'll have a part two, part three, whatever. But thank you so much for coming. And thank you for anyone else who's listening. That was just so amazing. And thank you for leaving us with, with such amazing advice. Thank you.